0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNC's apply. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross.
1: Hello and welcome to the Friday Form Panel, whether you're listening on SEN Track or watching on TrotzVision, Hopefully you'll be watching TrotzVision tonight all night because we'll be out there for one of our big night Skeeter, the Vic Bread Super Series Finals. I, I did mention I'm breezing with Bond this week. I'm not overly enamored with that name still. It doesn't, doesn't really roll off my tongue. Vic Bread Super Series Finals night. But I tell you what, it's going to be. Um, There's going to be some amazing racing. It feels like a huge build up with the nine day gap. Yep. You sort of you get the form early, you get stuck into it. There's been a couple of scratchings here and there. Um, great to chat with Greg Sugars and Andy Gathbert. Greg had some critical insights, I thought, for, um, for some of the tactics tonight. And we're going to try and get it there early. No promises, but try and get maybe an interview or two to pre-record so that we've got a bit of extra information. And I'll tell you what, worst case scenario, we'll just try and get around, I think, so that we've got some some information we can pass on to the, uh, to the viewers throughout the course of the night from things that we've learned.
2: Yeah. 100% Bon. It's uh, it's great. You know, I don't think anywhere else there's 12 group ones on one card. So we've got the trotters, the paces I'm up and about. It's going to be a fantastic night. And I know we're going to hit, have to hit the ground running to get through all these races, but there is a question I want to pose to our listeners first. Now I went out for dinner last night with uh, a good friend of yours, Brittany Graham, who is down for the Vic Bread series and there was a discussion. Oh, I'm very it's Palmer. It is it's Palmer. That's all I know it as, obviously. Chicken Parmajani you're yes. talking about, yes. Brit is Palmy. Yeah. Oh. So look, I, I posed a poll on Instagram, my very first poll. All oh, right. And sixty-three <coughs> percent went Palmer. Yeah. Thirty-seven Parmy. But the the interesting thing, the overwhelming thing, Victorians are Palmer. Yes. But I've got people in the poll from South Australia. Even New Zealand, New South Wales, everywhere else, the other states are saying Palmy.
1: Yeah, that's always been a... This is news to me. It's not not only uh, COVID or uh, racing. The Palmer palmy debate has always been divided by state lines.
2: Yeah, I didn't realise this. Didn't you know this? I just thought it was a personal choice. So I was a little (laughs) blown away when I'm going through the results and going, okay, you're South
1: Australians in particular, I think, are big on the Palmy. Uh, but where, no, I, I look. I still call it a Palmer. Yeah. But um, Good. Uh, glad to I, have
2: you on on my team.
1: Well, and ever since I having that one point five k Palmer at the Laurel, I've never eaten another one anyway. So I've never had to say the words. But uh, yes, I tell you what. The, where, where were we the other night, Jury? Um oh, the the pub, the Prince Alfred or something in Richmond. They were healthy looking Palmers. Yeah, were,
2: well, these were fantastic Palmers. Are you Palmer or Palmy? Geordie. I'm Palmer. Yeah. Thank you. Yep.
1: I think you're we, born nice with it in Victoria. Yep. <clears throat> they put it on your birth certificate. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. They feed you in a little <laughs> vial, a little bit of a Palmer and say, what did you say? Yeah, Palmer, Palmer. And they go, all right, fine, you can be Victorian. And they stamp you. They freeze brand you. And then you Vic are bred for the rest of your <laughs> life, um, which means you can, you can compete <laughs> into the Vic bred Super Series finals at Tabcourt Park tonight if you're a horse. Uh, right, let's get stuck in. As you mentioned, 12 races so we can't muck around. No Mitch, sorry, hopefully people heard Moo uh, uh, go through his work yesterday. I did find one yesterday. I, I might, I, I, sh- I should have smashed, uh, got stuck into Moo. Not that he said he couldn't win, but gee, I was keen on beach memories. I did mm. mention to the listeners um, yesterday on air. It was the one going through the semi-finals that I just thought you've got silver. You, you, you're made of silver. You got silver written all over you. Drewats on the second row. They smashed it late seven into four, and um, and two good. How was Brit last night anyway? She she ready to roll.
2: Good, yes. Obviously, um, (coughs) Steph, her her sister was a little bit concerned, her travelling down to Melbourne with, uh, you know, COVID the the way it is. So um, she was saying masks, even when you're eating, I don't care. Just keep that mask on. Just push the food through the mask. I think Queenslanders are a little bit, uh, obviously, a little bit concerned because, you know, of, uh, of the we case, we're such a diseased nation. Yeah, yes, uh, state. But, yeah, um, no, it was uh, it was good, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to tonight. It's
1: going to yeah. be a cracker. It's going to be a perler. Uh, not only because of the races, but of course, New Year's Eve, um, welcoming in a new year. How long? About an hour and a half after the last. When's the last? The last is at ten. No, ten fifty-seven. Basically, by the time we wind up on air, forty-five minutes to go and get your drinks filled and um, and find someone to hug and tell you love. Um, won't be Desi G won't be out there with me, but I'll find somebody. Uh, just a hug, that's <laughs> it. Race one. Race one on uh today. Uh hi Desi, how are you? Um before the draw, I mentioned this in the uh in the form guide before the draw it did look a total match race this between Spellbound and majida Since then, uh I still think it probably is. I think we're almost now being conned into the idea that it's not a match race in a way. I think if there's to be a blowout, so what will provide it? I know that you think she's got a hope as well. But my only concern for so what, the draw looks amazing on paper, but I can just see um, uh, it's Ebony and Ivory wanting to roll forward. Maybe Jiliby Zagabi wanting to roll forward. The Panthers wanting to roll forward and then wanting to do nothing with so what. So you might get shuffled back 15, 20 metres off the lead anyway.
2: Yeah, look, potentially, potentially, and uh, I think we've both had a bit of a swing. I think you were initially spellbound here, as you um you give a big wave out the window. I think you were initially spe- spellbound, and I'm I've been Team Majida the whole way through, but i flipped, Bon. I've flipped, and I've gone spellbound. I was never
1: spellbound. I've never been spellbound. Oh, right?
2: have No. Oh, okay. But now you are. Now you, now you are.
1: You're just try, you're trying to rape try me into your. No, uh... uh,
2: I thought initially draws you you were spellbound, but look, <laughs> draw couldn't have worked out worse for Majida Can't. Th- I can't see anything that's absolutely desperate to hold off spellbound, um, you know, once they get to the front, once they find their positions. So, Look, I think if she can find the top without doing stacks, she's the one to beat. We've seen Margita sit outside her and just not be able to get past her recently. Um, I, I thought she was el- excellent. Margita, she looked uh, looked really good. Obviously, that gear change had worked wonders and she, I'd love to see her do it at two, three and four and join that elite group. Only five horses have been able to do it and she really deserves it. Um, I know the Atworthy Park uh, group are bringing a party bus down, so Steve Johnson tells me. So um, they'll be there in in full voice, so uh, there'll be some cheers if she's able to get the job done. Look, but I'm going with Spellbound, just ahead of Majida, but um, yeah, really it's a flip of the coin for me. So what? Has been an amazing form. Uh, so she goes in for third and final piece, as we know, went to the line under a hold last week after a disappointing run the week before. So she looked back to the best version of herself. And from barrier one, I think she can get a nice trip and has options seven eight two one
1: seven eight two one. So I was stunned yesterday when I looked at the the different quotes on Tab and Sports Pet for this race. Have you seen it? No. Nope. I don't know whether it's the same now. But uh Tab had Spellbound at dollar fifty five favorite, and and Sportsbet had Margita favorite. Wow, at like two ten or something you like that. You
2: don't say that
1: often, do you? No, almost <laughs> never. never. That is a blue moon. That's the Haley's comet of of punting. Um, Shop
2: around,
1: folks. You can, you really can. Spellbound's out to a dollar eighty five now. Margie at two fifty. I did it for a number of the what I thought were the critical head to head battles. Not that they. They're more there for the information for the punter than me because I've defied them on a number of occasions. But the head-to-head record between Spellbound and Margita, courtesy of Tim Balfrage at uh, Harness Racing Victoria 4-1 in Spellbound's favour. But I don't think it tells the full story. And I do think that Margita is going better than Spellbound. And I'll tell you what. I reckon that this whole... Um, idea that Spellbound drawn... Uh, uh, normally this would be the case, but Spellbound drawn wide in the front row, Marjita, inside the second row, that Spellbound has got definitely got a massive tactical advantage. I'm not sure that's true. So Spellbound's not quick off the gate, doesn't want to be rushed off the gate here, knowing that the pressure will come at some point from Marjita again. And as I mentioned, every horse nearly on its inside or at least three or four might want to kick up. So Spellbound might be four wide into three wide, then by the time it gets to the breeze, final piece has parked it before. Final piece might say, that took you too long. I'm going to hold you. And then if Margita makes a move, maybe Spellbound does get the lead then. But the advantage is all gone. Yeah, I'll give you another really weird one. Greg Sugars is the best I've ever seen. Sushi, sushi. About time one, now. I've seen it many times, of getting off the inside mm. from the inside second line drawer, mm-hmm. And final piece, if it leads and so what restrains off the gate here, it is legitimately possible that Marjita pops off, takes the advantage before Spellbound's ever got there. Yep. So I think there's been a lot of...
2: You've just about, you've just about convinced me, I tell you, because my heart, I, I want to tip Marjita. Yeah. Um. And, and all those scenarios could absolutely happen. It's just, I, I, I think it's one that I, I want to... Yeah, the first three, 400 metres, yeah. you're going to know... Probably,
1: uh, or have a bit better of an idea. 100%, oh, 100%. And for those betting in play, they can do that, particularly when you can shop around a little bit or you could. But I just think that it, it's a whole popular wisdom thing that that Spellbend, and I, that's what my map will look like tonight, but I think Spellbend's not the 100% chance of getting to the lead that everyone thinks it is. I think there's a number of burdens and obstacles that have to be overcome. And even if it does get there... Uh, Marjita, no one's going to stop Marjita when it wants to go. So I really think that it's going to be a little bit like Ladies in Red and Joanna last week. It, Marjita's going to be on the scene whenever it wants to be. So it's up to Greg to make the move at the right time if he doesn't engineer a miracle at the start. So I'm with Marjita over Spellbound. I do think one of the two will win. So what at $18 at one point was definitely a backable one by three price. Into 13 and 195 the drum, it's starting to get a little bit um, icky for me if I want of a better uh, term. And number 12, Common Courtesy, uh, has just been absolutely fly. If it had drawn a gate, I would have thought it could run third. It's yep. flying, this horse. Yep. but It's uh, fun to watch. Yeah, going forward. Yep. Just
2: quickly, um, before we get to a break, Timmy Hallett, uh, a good friend of ours, has just sent through the TAB um, racing specials tonight, and yes. there's some good ones I reckon that might interest you. So there's driving winners. So we've got Greg Sugars and how many winners he can drive. So we've got one-plus winners, two, three, four. Uh, if you can drive four, fifty-one dollars on offer there. Melton um, train by, winners. Mate. So you've got Emma Stewart for how many winners she can drive as well. Uh, there's a race five, race six offer. Amore Vita ladies in red, five dollars. Nice. Uh, to both win. There's a ladies in red Bondi lockdown. Both win three dollars eighty.
1: Thank you. I'll take that. I reckon. There's
2: a bundle bet. I know you love your bundle bets. Celestio Matuka. He's the son of a gun. This one interests me. Two dollars sixty.
1: Well, I think the two. Key winning chances, so yes.
2: And then a bit later on, there's a Melton Gloucester Park, just a bit touchy. Magnificent storm, three dollars twenty. I
1: haven't done my Gloucester Park form. Maybe the big cat can uh, slip me a message mm-hmm. and tell me if magnificent anyway, storms immoral. Uh, moral.
2: They're all available with uh, with tab.
1: I'll be having. The, I'll be taking the three dollars eighty about ladies in red and Bondi lockdown. So that would have been about three twenty. That would have been about three twenty. So that's actually very. Get on, get on, punters. Bet early to avoid disappointment, but gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858 if gambling becomes a problem. Uh, we'll go to our break, come back, music quiz, and we'll get stuck into at least another few races before we go to the first hard hour.
0: On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and, and Nikita, Nikita Ross. Nikita.
2: Oh, Nikita. Spice girls. Stop.
0: Correct.
1: That was very that good. That was very good. I had it, but uh, she was just too fast in the buzzer. It's a very definitive little drum film you very much. I need somebody Hey you
2: alright,
1: race two. Tonight at Melton, Big Bread Super Series finals. We go to the Trotters, four-year-old Trotting Entires and Geldings. And the three big guns, this was the draw on on uh, Wednesday night where we looked and went, all right, that's beautiful. That's created that's created a bit of a narrative. But I do reckon the punters have found the right one of the three. I mentioned it on Wednesday night. I just think powder keg is more professional, more versatile. Uh yeah. Just a lot of things in its favour. So cover of darkness rules don't apply. Powder Keg, I'm guessing you're going to go one, two, three with them, but in what order?
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think it depends on who is on their A game this week. Obviously, there's some class disparities, I think it's probably fair to say, uh, in this race, it appears, and obviously the big guns are off the back, as you mentioned. I'm narrowly going with Powder Keg, who, uh, for the reasons I mentioned yesterday on Burning Questions, has put together a pretty consistent body of work recently and has been racing against good free-for-all horses. So I think he's versatile, like you mentioned, Bon, and uh, I think he's... Probably the, the one that I can trust most at this point. So, um, yeah, I've got Keg on top, ahead of Rules Don't Apply, who, again, super talented horses, only five starts this year, so he's clearly had his injury issues. I think he has back issues from an interview um, I've heard previously with Anthony Crosland. So, look, he's made mistakes uh, in four of his past six, but then when he does everything right, and he was driven confidently last week, and he was fantastic in the semis, so he can win if he does everything right. Uh, Cover of Darkness, well, he could be the the best horse in the race, but he's just doing things wrong. And we saw that last week. He's a quirky character and um, yeah, who knows what he will do this week. He could come out and blow them away or he could be tailed off and up to tricks. I don't know. And Indefensible's is uh, one I've thrown him for fourth, comes out of the Interdom series, hit the line well from a, a long way back in his qualifier. So I think he's worth throwing into first fours. 13, 11, nine, 10. All right.
1: So I'm going 13, 9, 11 and four. The key here, I think part of the key apart from the the, the um, greater professionalism and all the rest, is that cover of darkness and rules don't apply generally when they draw the second row, hang right out the back because I just don't want to get fizzed up or starting to follow a horse in front of them. So generally they're driven to be 10 metres off the back of the front line. Paddock doesn't have to do that and also gets a bit of clear air towards outside. You know, it's being outside the second row on this occasion I don't think is an imposition. I think it's probably a blessing. And if key can roll forward, the critical key here is whichever one of these gets forward first ain't handing up to anybody else. So they've got the lead, and then everybody else has to do the hard yards. I've got Cover of Darkness in for second, for all the reasons you've mentioned. I think on pure ability, he might be the best horse. He probably is the best horse in the race, but he's um well, he's got a bit of a screw loose, hasn't he? And AMAC has to deal with that tonight. Uh, rules don't apply. I've always had a massive opinion of. He's going terrifically well. If he was first in the scene and he led, I think he wins. I just, I think it's less likely that, that will happen than that powder kick will get there first. And the one that I've gone for fourth here, you're only getting five dollars a drum now, but you were getting ten only a day or two ago. Wadu Soleil. So I'm super confident Wadu Soleil crosses over. And then, as mentioned. If it can hold that position, it only has to hand up to one of the big guns because it won't be handing up to multiple. And on top of that, I mean, people might look at this and say, the cover of Darkness rules don't apply. Paddock Egg is so much better than their rivals, and they're, they're almost certain to occupy the top three positions. I would say it's, less lo- it's far more likely that one of them will do something wrong yep. than won't. Yep. So you've got one podium position that's opened up for somebody, and I reckon he's the one to take it because he's going to be in the beautiful spot. And I actually thought his heat run was very good. So hey, that's my bet in the race, actually. Straight out the drum, Du Soleil. But my number's for race two, 13, 9, 11, and four. We'll get through your thoughts before we go to the hard out for race three, the Yield boker at elderbarren Park. Vic Bread Super Series, decider for the four-year-old Trotting Mares. Pink Glass comes out.
2: She does. So, look, I've gone four, one, eight, and 12 here. I'm ready, Jet. Star Mare. We know she's got so much ability. I think she... Even if she has to sit parked, which she might have to, she can uh, can still get the job done if she's close to her best. So she probably hasn't been quite as dominant in, in um, like last week, but she still just has that fighting quality. So I think she's the best horse in the race and she can win. Illumong Stardust will be driven forward, I think, and looks the likely leader. Uh, obviously was unlucky in that interdop final, finishing fifth. So um, look, it wouldn't be an absolute shock to, to see her roll on Ready Jet, but a little shock at the same time because um, I think she's going to cop a fair bit of pressure out in front. Uh, o Fortuna is an underrated horse who looks like she tries really hard. She she looked beaten by Pinkalas last week, albeit Pinkalas not not uh, at her best clearly. But she I think Pinkalas got ahead head in front and O Fortuna fought back and won. So um, she's ran too many good races for it to be a fluke. I think she's a, a nice mare and Bacardi Barmaid. Um, sorry, I've got Bacardi Barmaid in for third, who was a really good run in her heat. You were all over it. Uh, sent me the message that it was well overs in your opinion, and I agree. Uh, was back and made up ground in a good run. So Greg Sugars had plenty of confidence in the horse as well. I think she's going to get a lovely trip behind the leader, and uh, at absolute worst, be three pegs. But I think if she can hold uh, Illawong Stardust back early, that's probably the the query. Um, I think she's a massive place chance. Four 1, 8, 12.
1: I'm going 4-1-8-12 as well. Hard out, hot on her heels. You've outlined the case really well. Um, I was, I thought Pinkalaz had a hope. I don't think I'm ready Jet will lead. I think there's about a 60-40, 50-50. I think a lot of people think that she will lead. If she does lead, she should really win. I don't believe she's quite at her absolute best, but she may not need to be long Stardust's best hope of winning, I still think, is to try and park her. I don't think she's going to out her from behind the leader. But, um, I mean, she was outside I'm Ready Jet and wasn't beaten far last time out. So I don't think there's going to be stacks between them. I have had my bet in the race on Bacardi Barmaid, one by four at a big price. That'll be carved up slightly by the scratching of pink glass. But I honestly think if she's behind the leader... She's got a massive winning hope. Massive winning hope. And O Fortuna in for fourth. But it's going to be hard for anything that's off the speed here. If I'm ready, Jed, Illawong, Stardust and Bacardi Barmaid have got dominant positions in transit. That's the hard out. Music, take a break. We are 25% of the way through this amazing meeting. 12 Group 1s at Tabcore Park tonight for the Vic Bread Super Series. We'll come back with Race 4 in just a moment.
0: The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonnington and Nikita Ross.
1: Jason. 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 Uh, Poker face, Lady Gaga.
0: (laughs) You guys are
1: on fire today. (laughs) It's a big day for us. It's a big night for us, Jordy. Are you ready? I'm still only just recovering from Wednesday. Oh,
2: I like the, yeah, I like the theme that Geordie's gone with that, it's good. We
1: have a party atmosphere. I wonder if any of um, any of the listeners are heading out tonight. Have you got any
2: texts
1: there? Uh let us know if you are coming out. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. I got one from Big Fella here. Uh all the best for the new year, Nikita, Jason and Geordie. Thanks for all the joy this year. Can't say how much fun we've had. And let it continue. Let's finish off with the bag on the puns tonight at Melton. Feeling a good vibe tonight with all of Jason's homework. So let's go. Archie's from the whole Big Fella family. Yeah, we've all put in plenty of homework for this. Um, gone over and above. But that was an advantage of having those draws on last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The draw the fields come out early, you get an opportunity to have a good look, and even getting those head to head stats from Tim Belfridge, um, critical. But again, I've ignored ignored <laughs> them for race four because this is the battle primarily between Elder Baron Zeus and Prisian Artist. Utopia's in the market, but I really think it's a, a race in two. It's flip of the coin stuff. Elder Baron Zeus has met Par- Parisian Artis six times and beaten it six times. We're going to be 6-1. after yeah. Normally you finish a set after six games, so we'd be maybe this is the start of the second set. Went yeah, 6 love in the first set, and now Parisian Artis. This, to me, is a battle between speed and strength. Mm-hmm. I think Elder Baron Zeus has to hold the lead. Yeah. I think if it hands up, it won't run past Parisian Artis because there won't be enough pressure. But I think... What Taylor French will be doing a fair way out is saying, okay, you want to lead Baron Zeus, let's go to war. And maybe that will set it up for somebody else. But I really think they'll just draw away and that Parisian Artiste can out-muscle Baron Zeus.
2: Yes, I, I agree. I think it looks a racing too. And uh, I'm pretty confident that Baron Zeus will be holding the lead because, yeah, the form that Parisian is, in, I don't think Baron Zeus as quick as he is. Uh, off a helmet, uh, I don't know if he could out sprint Prizianartes. There's not it's, enough between
1: them, is there? No.
2: So look, I think they'll say you sit outside it and and try to beat us. And look, if Prizianartes can do that, you know, I, and I wouldn't be shocked if he does because he's he's come such a long way. He caught the eye. Was it through a Derby heat or um, he, he caught the eye and we went, gee, that was a run and a half. And then just from there, he's just progressed and he he's been just in terrific form. So. Look, I think he'll have to have to earn it, but um for that reason I'm going with Baron Zeus on top, um, from the lead. So yeah, Prisian Artis in for second, massive winning chance, Utopia for third, um had the back of Parisian Artis two starts ago and couldn't quite get to him, so it's hard to see him turning the tables from that tr- tricky draw, but he's another quality horse and Who's the man has been racing at this level for a while? I'm not 100% sure he's racing at his absolute best, but draws to trail through Prisian Artists and get a good trip. So he goes in as well, 1279.
1: I'm going 217 and four. And I think there's a small hope, not a major hope, but a small hope that Prisian Artists could start favourite for this race. So Baron Zeus has been 185 out to 225. Prisian Artists 360 into 260. And um, I make them 220 and 250. So it's a it's very close now to what I, I think Elder Baron Zeus deserves to be favored. I mean that head to head record, group one winner, pole marking draw, options, yep. Yeah, but I still think Prision Artiste is the one to beat. I hope people got on. I think I released my form comment when uh Prisian Artiste was about three twenty. So pe hope hopefully people got that price. Now down to two sixty. There's not a lot of meat on the bone, as we like to say. Third pick is Utopia, but it opened four bucks. Gee, it'll need a lot to go right, Utopia, and um, that's one that people have got to consider. Who are taking the Greg Sugars bit. How many winners will you get for the night? Because um, you've got to throw it. You've got to decide is Utopia likely or possible of being one of them. Um, the thing is, if their leader breeze, these two, Utopia's only hope here, I reckon, is if Parisian Artiste does go to the front. And is it a real hope? Because then you're parked outside. Parisi Artiste in front, Baron Zeus behind the leader. And the other way, there's no breeze for Utopia, so it virtually has to go back.
2: Yeah. So I, I think the only way is if Baron Zeus, Parisi and Artiste go absolutely crazy up in front and, you know, Chris Alfin, and Taylor French uh, get itchy fingers and, and go for it. If he goes back, he's
1: still going to be spotting them 15 or 20 yeah, or something. Yeah, so easy. I think
2: that it, they have to go a crazy lead time for, for Utopia to be a, a winning chance, I think.
1: And Love Gun has always, I think everyone's always known it's had ability. It's the son of one of the only horses to win the two, three, and four-year-old addition to the Vic Bread Super Series in one Spider Girl. One of five. Um, I think Tim O'Connor was was doing some work with that on uh, on Twitter during the week. Uh, the top Man. Um, we haven't seen the Best of Love Gun very often, but I was taken by the way he worked home his he's of the series. So really, I mean, you can put a stack of them in there. Who's the man? I agree with um, yeah, plenty. Even Kai Valley Hacienda um, from a good draw for third and fourth if you're playing exotics. But I settled on the numbers 2, 1, 7, and 4 as we move on to the first leg of the quaddies back with the paces Now the freshman fillies always be Mickey. VSS final for the two-year-old girls. This, again, looks a race in three. It's just a matter of how you see the race. More Vita, Fiamma, and In Cipher.
2: Yeah, look, this is one of the more open ones, I think, of the night uh, where if, if there was going to be, we occasionally see in these big races a, a roughy get up and this could be the race for mine, I think. But um, I've swapped and changed a few times here, but ultimately I've stuck with my initial decision, which was more Vida. Slight concern that she doesn't have the early gate speed and could be crossed here, but I'm putting my faith in, in Puppet that he could potentially work off the fence or weave some magic and her semi-win was super impressive. So she goes on top, Fiama was the one that I was nearly going to throw on top because she's got the good gate speed. So potentially if relentless me is able to cross a more Vita and given she was a bit disappointing in front last week, relentless me, I I thought they might try and take cover this week and Fiamma will be there on the spot. So if she's in front, uh, you know, she could give them something to chase. All she needs is an easy quarter and she will take some beating Fiamma. So um, she goes in for second ahead of it in Cypher, who looks like such a little trier. I uh, really like this horse, always runs well, has been forced to sit parked at her past two and she might have to do that again. But she's capable of winning and relentless me, as I mentioned, led and was a bit disappointing late, but I suspect that they might opt for some cover this week. And um, I think she's proven that she's up to this level and she can be in the mix as well. one five eleven two. 11-2.
1: I'm going eleven five 1, and 8. Um, yeah, look, I, I mentioned it on Wednesday night straight after this. I, I've, I've softened on the idea of Amore Vita. <laughs> you were
2: declaring it. Can't
1: win. It. But I do, I've written in the form comment, really, you know, this is Braveheart. And uh, Amore Vita is William Wallace in the first Scottish War of Independence. And uh, King Edward's Arm is now run by Emma Stewart. There's just so many of them. There's just so many. Being uh, in the pole marking drawer, having to use your speed early, I, I'm more confident at you that she has got the speed to lead, uh, a more a-vita. But every time they've had an opportunity in a good race to take a trail, they've taken it. That's a re- there's a reason for that. Either they don't think she's necessarily got the strength to cope with that or that she's far better suited sprinting off speed. So if she does lead, okay, because you can't hand up. You hand up once, and you're likely to be buried. So that option's taken away from a more Vita anyway, I think. She has to lead, and then she's going to get pressure first. Relentless Me's me, almost duty-bound to have a crack um, because because of a more Vita, the question mark's over a gate's bed. Jack Law's got to go. I might have a dip here. So he's already put some pressure on. Then Fiamma runs the gate. Then Pedionte runs the gate. It's exactly what I said Wednesday night. It's just going to be a relentless uh, abuse, assault of Amore Vita through the first 600 metres. And so by the time that maybe got gotten, gotten up to the breeze, you've got a situation where incipher then can sit back and watch it all unfold. And if Petriante wants to keep the pressure on, incipher doesn't have to make a move, can be driven for speed for the first time virtually in her career. Or if they drop anchor Enceifer, it rolls around and Amore Vita's, Gasping for air. So I, I think the draw actually weirdly suits incipher better than any other runner. So I've got her on top uh, to, to do the Breeders' Crown Vic Bread Super Series double. Fiama has already proven, having stalked and, and run past incipher last week at semifinal level, that she's good enough now. Um, and I think she might be one horse further back, but I think she's the major danger. And more AV to goes in the mix, but I think he's too short at $2.30. And I've got him for fourth. You could have got $5 or $6 a place earlier in the week about Aussie Joy. Semi-final run was very good. Yeah, Ran the 49. gate, finished off well. Um, here, if Maura Vita does hold the lead, Aussie Joy should have the speed to kick up and be behind the leader. I mean, $3.40 a place now. Is it 3 its three forty. That's sort of attractive, but this is why... This is the week that you really wanted to bet earlier. $6 a drum about Aussie Joy was... More than appealing, but I don't think it can win. I think it's a three-horse race, and I'm going with in Cypher to do the big double. We are five races through, eleven five 5, 1, and 8. My numbers are in the fifth event tonight. 12 group ones. We'll get to the halfway mark after this break. One all in the music quiz. And here's the big question. I, I, I want to talk about this. Jackie Barker, unfortunately, is the um, the casualty of war here. Chris Helford gets the drive, and now all of a sudden there's this move saying Joanna can beat. Uh, ladies in red, Jackie Barker couldn't have driven Joanna any better last week. I think it's a bit of a furfy. I think it's a bit of a Bellerad beer, this. We might come back pretty soon for race six. Uh, here on the Friday form panel, you can be watching on Trots Vision or listening on SEN Track.
0: On Trots Life, it's time for the Friday form panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason.
1: Jason. Uh,
2: Very early there. I've got zero idea.
1: Mm, waiting. I reckon it's Black or White by Michael Jackson. I
2: reckon you're right.
1: That's. Oh,
2: you're kidding me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's big. That's big. Is that big? That's pretty good. That's cute. big. You've both. You've both been on fire today the Yes, that was yes, that was very good.
2: Thank you. 2-1. Right,
1: 2-1. Two, one. Two, one. Um all right. Race
2: Look <laughs> at the green on his face. I just that, <laughs> I,
1: I, I I I appreciate beautiful things, even if they come from me. <laughs> right, often when they come from me. Race 6. Our 3-year-old Phillies, this is uh normally we think about maybe the 2 or 3-year-old boys being the blue band of the Futurity Finals, but This has been the generation that we've lauded and admired and um, uh, held in such lofty esteem all year, and we get to see it again. Ladies in red versus probably Joanna. Joanna is the tough Tilly of 2021, it has to be said. I think has clearly established herself as the second best of these fillies, and that's with no disrespect to Beach Music or, uh, or anybody else. But Joanna has got the draw as well. Uh, We know that 12 months ago, it was a great shock to see Ladies in Red beaten for the first time by Tough Tilly. I don't think it'll happen again.
2: No, look, we thought a solid second would suffice last week for Ladies in Red, but she just doesn't seem to to like being beaten, and uh, she just lifted to get the job done. She's so good. She will have to work again, but we saw the time she had to run last week, and she... She can do it. I suspect Puppet will try and uh, just keep the foot down. They're going to go very quickly, but you just cannot tip against a champion like her. So ladies in red on top for me. Joanna looks the only legitimate danger from the draw will lead. And uh, as I mentioned, I think be running along and trying to make it uh, very, very hard for ladies in red. Um, So I think she goes in for second. Treachery draws to follow the speed everywhere she goes. Um, she'll be following Joanna along the pegs. And I think the pegs is the place you want to be when they're going to be running times. Like, uh, I think they will. And rogue wave has been really impressive after a long time off. However, has that draw to overcome it's probably going to have to come wide. And as I mentioned, it's just so hard to make up ground when they're running, uh, the times that they will be getting home in nine, 1, 8, 12.
1: Uh, I'm going nine, one, eleven, and 12. I think nine to beat one to beat eight, eleven, 11 and 12, uh, for third and probably fourth as well as the way to bet this race. Uh, but I am genuinely i was I've been saying this uh, all week on various different shows, whether it be for harness racing or greyhounds. you see things pop up every single day of the week at about a dollar fifty in maidens, bed kickers, like the, the things that you just couldn't imagine and that, and people are betting on them at this price. Ladies in red's now a dollar seventy five. Ladies in red is one dollar and seventy five cents. Now, can she be beaten? Yeah,
2: all good horses can be beaten. But however, this
1: is that's the wrong price. It's got to be the wrong price. Ladies in red, we were told needed to hit out. Was there to win, but wasn't desperate to win last week. Still found a way to beat Joanna. Has been in this position before with uh, Joanna when it's mattered most uh, in the Oaks final. Led ladies in red found a way to win. Ladies in red, different circumstances, but beat Joanna in the Breeders' Crown final. Ladies in Red is a champion. Ladies in Red will win the race. In my very strongly, will win the race. Here's the thing. And last week I tried to make a case for how you how Joanna goes about. I think the only way they can try and do it, what the, what Chris Alpha will do here, is not turn it into a half. But as soon as lady he feels Ladies in Red moving, he puts a foot flat to the floor and they just run. Yep. But the thing is. It might even be playing to her hands more, because if you try and beat her for speed, she'll beat you. If you try to beat her for stamina, she'll beat you. You can't. I don't think you can beat her. I don't think she has has flaws. Um, take the dollar seventy five now. If you think the trend's going to continue, it would be interesting if it does. Geez, if you got out to black and white, I think we ju- and, and it comes out and just brains them. I think everyone will just be wondering what in the world they were thinking, but uh, nine to beat one. This is a good exotic beating race, nine, one, eleven, and 12, but nine to beat one, eight, 11, 12. eight 11, 12, should cover you off, I would have thought. Race seven, before we go to the news, is the Rock and Roll Heaven Vic Bread Super Series final for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings at Group One level, and some interesting words. Greg Sugar's outlining, look, it's not my decision to make with better Eclipse because I'm driving beyond delight, but I think there's an awareness that there seems to be a concession of sorts that Kimber will get across better Eclipse. And from there, Bondi lockdowns extremely likely to get the front. And finally, the money's come now down to $2. Um, so hopefully you went earlier in the week because he was as, he was 240 earlier in the week, Bondi lockdown, and he remains. So I'll tell you what, well, it'll be Bondi lockdown and ladies in red. Whichever starts longer can be my best of the night. But right now, Bondi lockdown, my best bet of the night. I think – it's just taken a long time, Skeeter, for people to recognise what a good horse he is. But I think he's going to shove it right in their gobs tonight.
2: Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it, Bon? Um, he shouldn't have been able to do what he did last week. Took off at the 900, three wide to the breeze. Lost ground on the bend and rallied to win. And went pretty comfortably, really, on the bend, so on, the, on the line. So I think he's versatile. He can find the top. And uh, I think he can end the year on a high. Better Eclipse is in outstanding form. Has been a blaze since that Sydney trip. Um, saw him in a slightly different role last week, Press forward and he fired right up. Um, yeah, as I mentioned yesterday, I think he does have some gate speed, but he hasn't had the draws and we haven't seen them use it. He's been driven, uh, sort of restrained at the start and come with one run. So, um, look, uh, yeah, I think he's probably going to be three pegs unless Herb can work some magic. And uh, if there looks to be an opportunity to, to come off the fence, I think they'll probably take it. Um, but he can still run a place from, from three pegs, absolutely. Beyond delight, Ledon was beaten by an outstanding performance in his semi. Draw does make it hard, but uh, I think he'll come with one run. So if there is some speed on early, um, he's going to be be there. We know he's very, very quick. And Kimball, I think, from the draw, can be leaders back, and we know he's uh, he's very quick as well. So... I think he will take cover and uh looks a good place chance from there as well. 5 one eleven and 3, but I'm really looking forward to this one. It's
1: taken a long time for us today, but we've done it. 5 one eleven and 3, exactly the same numbers. Bondi lockdown, virtual moral. Um, he's been in front five times in his career for five wins. Uh, I, he'll make it six from six. Once he gets to the top here... The overall mile rate last weekend, as well, was fifty three five. Like that's, and he's come from back in a twenty eight five, as you mentioned, second quarter of the final mile, just and and just floated up to them. Then was going to go straight on by. Then it was only his intractability that made him lose ground. It wasn't the fact that he was tired. And then uh, he's just rallied again. He's just he's in beast mode and out in front. I marked him a dollar ninety, and I think I was just being very conservative. I, I genuinely think he's a dollar sixty sort of shot of winning the race, um, maybe even shorter. I think he'll just win. Better Eclipse, three poles, flying, but uh, and I think he'll abbreviate the margin, but not enough to win the race. There is something still in the back of my mind with Beyond Delight that he's so fast that if it, ca- it wouldn't take a lot to go wrong here for uh, for Bondi Lockdown and Beyond Delight, I've got no doubt what Greg will do is try and get up close enough and then launch absolute top gear in that turn where he knows Bondi Lockdown's going to struggle a little bit, maybe. Being on the pegs is going to make it easier for Bondi lockdown, but he'll, st- he'll still put in a couple of flat ones. And that's where Greg will hope that he's close enough that he can go and take the lead. Will it be enough even then? Because Bondi lockdown will rally once more. But um, that's what he would be trying to do. But we saw in, I reckon it was the Derby... No, it was it was the Derby final. No, it was the the Breeders' Crown. That uh, it's not it's not so easy when you're back in the field. Like if there's one slow sectional, he's out of play, pretty much. He can he can he can break land speed records from back there and still not win. And uh, Kimball, yep, could turn into a good place bet because it's drifting, I think, all the time. And I think it. I'm very confident it will be behind the leader, and from there, um, he's got to have a huge chance. It could be a well. There's every chance it's going to be a very peg-dominated race with uh, Kimball behind the leader, better eclipse, three poles, and Bondi locked out in front, 5-1, 11-3. Time to get through one more, at least from your perspective, Skeeter. Final leg of the quarter tonight at Melton. Art Major, Vic Bread Super Series final for the Baby Boys. Arguably the hardest race in the card, but we agree that there's two major chances, I reckon.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yep, um, it's a really open race. I'm sticking with Celestio Matuka. Has been really good. His past couple has done work and has still pulled out enough. I think he's really in the zone at the moment and gets that front row draw advantage. So he very narrowly goes on top ahead of. He's the son of a gun who I'm still having nightmares of after that semi final run uh, when I was on at the eight dollars fifty. However, tricky draw. Sophia will need to weave some magic, um, but he's just so quick and yeah, that that, that run last week, you know just uh, just floored flawed me really. So I think if he's within striking distance, he could just be too quick for them. Um, but yeah, we'll need a few things to go right in transit. His Charlie's Angels, I thought was much, much better last week. I think he can probably get to the pegs here and from there can either lead or relent to some pressure and take cover, uh, behind the leader, again, a massive chance, I think for his Charlie's Angels and Kafaji has looked a monster at times, had to do some work in the semi, won't have it easy again, but at his best, he's a nice horse. So if he can get around without doing stacks. Uh, He could be there. But I think this one could be a really tactical race. I'm looking forward to it as well as I am with the other 11 races on the program. But, um, you know, Flash Jimmy at his best is, is a good chance from the draw. Captain Rival... Uh, made good ground last time. So, look, there's, it's really, really open, Six, eight, two, and 12.
1: Six, eight, two, and 12 from Skeeter. We might go to the news. I'll come back and give my appraisal of the final leg of the quarter tonight, and we'll take us two-thirds of the way through this program. 12 group ones. If you don't know much about it, make sure you tune in to Trot's Vision tonight. It's going to be uh, Nikita Ross hosting, myself, Rob Orba, and uh, and also Dan Malecki in the Sky Coverage with Brittany Graham. Gareth Hall will be doing the pre-race interviews. It's a cast of thousands. We'll bring it to you and make sure we um, we make your New Year's Eve as fun, entertaining and profitable as it can possibly be. Time to find out what's happening around the globe, particularly here in Australia, and I'll come back and give my appraisal of the eighth Group One tonight at Tamcourt Park, Melton.
0: The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross.
2: Nikita, Oh, Nikita, maybe, maybe. call me maybe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Harley Jepsen. Yeah, so I was onto that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. What this what, is great we, performance. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're bringing out P. Bring, this
1: cause... is this is Group One racing right here. <laughs> this is Group One. <laughs> what a song! Perfect pop that is. Uh, group One racing before the Group One racing. Race eight for me. Eight, six, two, and four. Um, I still think he's the son of a gun. just the best horse in the race. Uh, he's With any luck, any fortune at all, I reckon he runs second in the British Crown Final. Then he gets a front line draw, bashes him in the heat of the series. Turns up uh, in the semi-final and again, like, unbelievable run. Now, we, I'm the one that normally looks at races like that and says, oh, you know, it's overrated the run not when they gallop on the point of the turn when they get the speed wobbles, then lose all their momentum and then rush aim to run third the way he did. So if he can get off the inside of the second row early. And again, Celestio Matuka, I'm not 100% convinced. Everyone's looking at him and saying, you're the best horse in the front row, so the lead's just going to be there. But uh, will it actually? It probably will be there, but I don't know it'll be, it'll, it'll be there. <laughs> in a very
2: happy way from you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't think it'll be there in like a couple of hundred meters. Yeah. He's not a, ama- he's not an amazingly fast beginner. A few of these are going to look at this as an opportunity. We don't want to, well, at very least we'd like to be the one behind Celestio Matuka. So he's Charlie's angel could re-engage some of his really good gate speed. And if he gets pulling, that's a problem for Celestio Matuka as well. Uh, flash Jimmy might be used off the gate. Hot deal was used last week. Um, Captain Rival might be might want to be up on the scene, so yeah, he's the son of a gun. I think he's going to get the lead time required here to to win the race. I got Celestia Matuka in for second. He's just he's gone very beastly late in the season. After, as we know, starting the season as the best early juvenile in this part of the world. He's Charlie's Angel in for third. I just thought his run last week was good, and um, and that draw does help. Uh, whether he leads and can race a bit more tractably, take a trail, lead, hold the lead, one way or another, I think he's going to be not too far away. And Flash Jimmy interested me because I've been a fan of his for a fair while. Uh, he probably deserved in the end to run second in the Breeders' Crown final, um, but he'd done so much work being the one that was actually doing the chasing with uh, with Catch a Wave. He did have Aaron Dunn told us a little setback before the heat. Didn't look. Ultra impressive there. He was probably a a shade below his best at semi-final level, but uh, this might be the run coming back from that little setback where he peaks again, and I think the best of him is in the top four. Uh, Two-year-olds in Victoria. I have had my bet on Brutally Handsome earlier in the week, was just a massive place price, $11 plus the drum for a horse who's already placed, in fact, run second at Group 1 level in the Breeders' Crown, so he was massive overs, but, yeah, others in the mix... Uh, captain Rival shouldn't be uh, totally ruled out of the game. And, and Kefaji, you've mentioned, he, he he just looks like a monster when he's 100% right. It's just the worst possible draw for him. Eight, six, two and four, my numbers in race eight on the card. We move on to the ninth and uh, and clean up the paces here with the ultimate sniper Vic Bread Super Series final for the four-year-old Entires and Goldings, And it's a bit of a benefit For Honolulu Bay, can you see him... Is is there any way he gets beaten, Skeeter? Uh,
2: No, I don't think so. Not unless he puts in a really below-par, unexpected performance um, and something goes wrong. I think the barrier draw has made it less interesting than what it probably would have been if the draws had been reversed here. I think he'll work his way forward, find the top, and it's very hard to see him being beaten from there. He just jogged in into that semi final, and he's such an exciting prospect. JOK was was magnificent in his semi-final has really high speed, which Greg was able to use despite being parked on that occasion Uh, with a couple of the horses on the back row who might make a move. It's going to be interesting. And um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Jillaby Sylvester makes a move silent major as well. We know he can breeze. So, and Greg intimated yesterday that they're probably going to, to make the move as well. So, it could be uh, quite tactical and interesting uh, from the horses in the back row. Uh, Jillaby Sylvester, I have in for third, has placed at his past 12 starts, which shows his consistency Um, won't get his favorite role in front, but I think again, like I said, Glenn will be putting him into the race and silent major looked back to something like his best last start when he did some work and, uh, ran well. So another that, um, will be right there, I think, but it's, uh, yeah, it's very hard to see Honolulu Bay being beaten five, 12, 10 and 11.
1: Uh, I'm going five, 12, 10 and 11 as well. I think so with a couple of scratchings here, the only thing that really piqued my attention was the fact that JOK – spoke, I spoke about this with um, with Gregory on Burning Questions yesterday. We all did. The JOK now follows out of Honol- Honolulu Bay. Honolulu Bay gets the lead, but JOK might be up outside of him straight away. And I think the only plan you could possibly have here – because I don't think JOK is going to miss second regardless – I think they have to put the foot flat to the floor early and see if they can get Honolulu Bay out of his comfort zone because that's the only tiny little doubt with Did him do still. Is he
2: that kind of horse, J.R.K.? Okay?
1: I, well, I don't know, but I don't think he's going to... The thing is, I don't think he's going to miss second either way. I'll tell okay, you he, what, he, he, tell you what, mate. I, he cruised in high speed for a while in that semi final win. Now, some, sometimes you don't need to be, quote, unquote, a brutal enforcer, but more just a horse who can hold high speed for a fair period of time. And I don't think you're beating Honolulu Bay. If you let, if you you cruise up there, sit park, sit quiet, run 600, run 800, Honolulu Bay can run 53 for fun. So he'll just beat you and you'll still run second. But the thing is, if I thought there was a massive concern that putting the pressure on early, would see them drop out and finish fourth or fifth, then, okay, maybe you don't do it. Maybe you take the conservative option. But I think he's going to run second anyway because he can run the times that... I don't think the others can run... Like, he's clear second pick, obviously. There's even been a touch of support today into $5 Honolulu Bay out to 122. Um, ultimately, if Honolulu Bay no longer has any remnant of that glass draw that he once had, he'll just win the race. And he will win with... Consummate. I, I love him. Like. We
2: have... You hold a grudge.
1: No, I don't. I don't. He, he had. He had indiscretions. I hold a grudge. I was actually trying to fight back on Trot's Vision on Wednesday. Rob and uh, Dad were the, one, yeah. the ones that hold a grudge. Uh, I love the horse, but he's. You, you look at a horse like him, and you know Maddie Lebbard's tipping him to win a Miracle Mile. I think he can win a Miracle Mile. You think about those horses, and you think to yourself, it's it's still impossible to get out of your head that maybe if he is taken out of his comfort zone, that he might implode, but I don't think that's him anymore. I mean, there's no indication any longer that that's him. And he's produced two of the most staggering wins of 2021. The four and five-year-old championship was just arrogant in front. Fair and start. then coming from behind to win the uh, the British Crown four-year-old championship was, I mean, many people were discussing it as the performance of the night on a night that was replete with magnum opus performances. So, yeah, five on top, 12 second, 10 Third, you'll be Sylvester in 11, fourth. And I think if you're playing wider for fourth, you can throw in Forever Yin and Sahara Sirocco and then call, call it quits. You will get, that will get you the job done. Yes. Five to beat 12, to beat 10 and 11, to beat 1, 6, 10 and 11 is one of the better bets of the night, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Race 10. No, will go for a break. Come back yeah. with race 10. We've got three more races to go uh, to complete this 12-race program on the, the form analysis. Breaker. And the tiebreaker to all. Yeah, this will be. No, we might, have, we might have to have two more But No, I think we're, we do only because the 59. Uh, we've got two more breaks, haven't we, okay. Jordy? Only one more. And is the hard We're doing a little bit of an on-air production <laughs> reading. Is the hard out 56 or 59? 56. I can 56. read your lips. There was no way that was 59. <laughs> Let's go for a break here. So this will be the tiebreaker in the music quiz Friday form panel on SCN track.
2: Unless you lose.
1: And, and lose. on Trot's vision. You
2: want to
1: throw another one in? Maybe. Back in a minute.
0: On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason, Jason, oh, oh, come on!
1: <laughs> it's it's you two.
0: It is you two. Uh... Hang on, I'm only giving you a few more seconds.
1: Where the streets have no name, it's not.
0: It's not. Would you like a little more, Nikita? No, yes, please. Do you know this no. is oh, like a one. No, under... it's not I'm one the... of their real big hits. I don't think. He's really throwing
2: really really us a like curveball here.
0: here. Good one to end the year at two all.
2: Can we skip forward to the chorus?
1: Please? I know what it is, now, by, by the way, now. <laughs> you do know?
0: Yes.
2: I need some words.
0: I know what it is! I know
2: what it is! Can you give me a hint?
0: Let it ride to the first verse and you might get it.
1: Think about what day it is, Skeeter.
2: It's Friday.
1: Yeah, but what day is it in the year? New Year's
2: Eve.
1: It's New Year's Eve, isn't it? What? The name of the song? Yeah. No, it's not New Year's Eve. Oh, That wasn't my guess. I was just answering his
2: question, by
0: the way. New Year's Day. New Year's Day, Day, sorry. (laughs) I am the champion. You (laughs) got it. You are the champion.
1: Three, three races to go. Uh, well done. well tried done. to throw
2: me, t- me off. Well done to <laughs> jo-
1: I wasn't trying to throw you, throw you off. I knew it was, it was one of the two. Race ten.
2: I see what you did there, by the way. That was good. Uh,
1: thank good. you, thank you. Uh, very clever from Geordie. Uh Race ten. Where are we? Anti penultimate. Oh, this is a real, this is a tough race. The, the, the if the two-year-old colts and geldings pacing final isn't the hardest, it, then this is. I reckon the three-year-old trotting Phillies final. Head-to-heads, I've been speaking about them all the way through. Keying Zena versus Bangles, eight times they have raced, four all. Keying Zena, Sunita Strength, four times they have raced, two all. Bangles, Sunita Strength, three times. Bangles ahead, two-one. They share it around this lot. Yep, they just, do. It's just that Keying is the leader that I've got it on top.
2: So yes, yeah. so do I, Bon. Uh, I think she was... Yeah, she looked at really good off a front row draw in her semi. Had no luck, two starts back in the Scotch Knots three-year-old, and I think the draw advantage is uh, is definitely in her favour here, and she can keep in front of some of her major rivals. So she goes on top for me, ahead of Sunita Strength, who has been in fantastic form, won her qualifier nicely. She might be left parked here, I think, but she also did that in a, a derby heat over the 2690 and was still too good. So she is capable. Bengals is a higher-class filly who broke through for a well-deserved win two starts ago in that scotch notch and got a long way back but made up good ground in her qualifier. Can absolutely win but just will have to be spot on. After giving the other two fillies a start. And Fancy is a New South Wales visitor who worked home well in her heat, didn't show gate speed on that occasion, was given time to balance up. So I'm just not sure where she maps, but I think she has the class to run into first fours. So Kia Yang on top for me, five, six, nine, four.
1: I'm also going five, six, nine, and four in that order, but I wanna have a bet on a couple of different ones. Now we heard from, uh, by the way, Patrick and Mountain earlier texted in, said, trust the candy man, if there's a way, he will find it. I think that was regarding Beyond the Light. Um, yeah, Keyang Zina, leader, will run along, can run time, and I think, you know, just has that that tactical advantage um, in a very even race. And Edith's strength is a horse I've always had time for. When we, when we were discussing the race immediately post-draw on Wednesday night or nine days ago, that was the one I went with early, but I'd changed my mind. Um, bangles in the mix, but Tipsy Turvy and Sangreal, both for – Team Caldo can both win this race. And Tipsy Turvy is going to be in the perfect spot. It will cross, I reckon, Queen Invasion at the start and then get a trail on Keyang Xena. And Keyang Xena likes to run. So if you're behind the leader, we've seen worse horses win from behind the leader in recent weeks. So uh, <laughs> I'm going with Tipsy Turvy as the bet to have in the race on a one-by-four basis. Hi, Greg Norman. But uh, and others. Uh, five, six, nine, and four, my numbers. Uh, we've got two left to go and we've got... Roughly six minutes to analyse them. 11th event, not much more we can say about Plymouth Chubbies. Uh, every time you try and find a way to get him beaten, he just, he'll defy you. They might park him again. It's never worked before. He's going he's gonna to complete, I believe, one of the extraordinary, iconic juvenile trotting seasons in the past. Well, forever, really.
2: Yeah, look, what a season he has had. He's taken all before him and could easily be unbeaten, obviously, just that blemish of his first run. And we all know the story well of what happened before that race. So um, nothing's been able to beat him so far, and I can't see it happening here. So he's clearly on top. He just looks more mature. He looks like a three- or four-year-old four taking on uh, the other juvenile trotters. So he is on top for me, ahead of Keyang Chucky, who was brave in his heat, did a bit of work pushing forward and was narrowly beaten Uh, Led two starts back from barrier one, so might be the leader again here, I think, unless they decide to relent to Plymouth Chubb. Cravash Dorr was uh, really impressive in his qualifier, was beaten under five metres from Plymouth Chubb. Still learning, so I think is a bit of a work in progress, but the talent is there. And Courage Stride has been, uh, was a super drive to get behind the leader in uh, in his heat again. I think that was the stronger of the qualifiers, finishing just behind Plymouth Chubb and has proved consistent all season, 9-1-7-6. 9, one, seven, six.
1: Nine seven, one, and six. Uh, Plymouth Chubb, for all the reasons uh, aforementioned and previously outlined by Skeeter, superstar, monster, beast, owns these horses. Um, second Cravash door, second most talented horse in the race, in my opinion, at this stage of their careers. Keyan Chucky gets the draw. Courage Stride has been the most regular close-up whipping boy, really, for the season for Plymouth Chubb. Deserves to be in the mix. I am interested to see the run of BB Baroque. I really loved its heat win. Um it's clearly a horse with plenty of ability. And Craig, not one of the part owners in BB Baroque, a great friend of us here at um at Trot's Life. And more wanted is at 81 and 6. And it's, I know the heat run was all very ordinary, but when it's mattered, it's been it's run placings on multiple occasions in group one races. So no, I think i would be happy to take $6 a place about it, finding a little bit of form, following through Key and Chucky, maybe Key and Chucky holding Plymouth Chubb. Yep, $6 is okay. I think it was 8 or $9. That would have been better. Final race in the program is the two-year-old Trotting Phillies final at Group 1 level. And this is, like, on ability, just a bit touchy. Is like, has got plenty on these, but it's, it's shorter than Ladies in Red. Yeah. <laughs> You can see that. Sorry, we're on transmission now, aren't we? Like it doesn't make any sense. A dollar seventy. Um, I she should win the race, but I'm not taking a dollar seventy to find out.
2: No, no. It has uh has ability, but as the name suggests, you know, it's touchy. not incapable of doing things wrong. So she had a terrific turn of foot when finally seeing clear air in her heat though. She was terrific after being buried three pegs and uh has just pulled that right rein and, and she stormed home. So She's won four of her eight starts. Straw hasn't been kind. However, as I mentioned, I think she's the best horse in the race. So she's the one yeah. to beat if she does everything right. Ebony, Ebony's Avenger has been up. And going for most of the season, made a mid race move, and I thought uh, was really brave. She's never drawn one in her career, interestingly. So she goes in for second. Freed Marks Tilly sat behind the leader, but it was a dash home twenty seven six for the baby trotters. So you can't knock her for not getting past them, and has shown ability. So she's in next, along with Elder Baron Viera, who keeps improving and uh, showed that zip to take out her heat seven one six and five to end the night for Mebon
1: seven one five and six uh, for me. So just a bit touchy. I have got. Funnily enough, I mean, this is where it gets... This is where some of the in, intuition has to come into punting. I've marked just a bit touchy, 150. Such is the talented advantage I believe she has. But I don't want to back her right at a dollar 70. It sounds weird, but it's just how it works sometimes. Um, Ebony's Avenger does go in for second. Uh, been really consistent. As you mentioned, never drawn one. Has got gate speed. I think just a bit touchy. The key here for those who do want to back just a bit touchy is it never draws the front virtually. I think they'll just balance up out wide here, and I reckon um, I reckon Cairns will use the speed early. Just balance, balance, straight to the top, and that and that takes a lot of the um, histrionics and potential problems out of the equation. So uh, seven to beat one, third number five, Elderberry and Vera, and Free Marks Tilly from the SP profile from last start and uh, what we saw early doors. Free Marks Tilly might be the set. will probably. Probably will be the second best of these going forward. Just a bit touchy being the best, and Freemark still seems to have a stack of ability. But just at this stage, wide draw. I've thrown her in for fourth rather than third. And I thought it's Fergie. Time was the other one that I'd want to include in my exotics number two. But I've uh, finished up with seven, one, five, and six. We've got about a minute to say sayonara. Tell you what,
2: We have timed that to absolute perfection. Oh, we
1: know what we're doing. Professionals. Group <laughs> one performers. races.
2: 12 Group
1: 1s, and uh, there you go. That's all you need to know. And it's only the start, of the start of the day. Now there's a big build-up. We've still got another 11 hours to go, a, l- <laughs> a little bit more in our night. Um, your best still Bondi lockdown. Yeah, still Bondi lockdown. I
2: think he looks really
1: hard to beat. Make sure, whatever you do, you're already watching Trots Vision, so you'll be watching tonight. But if you're listening on SEN Track, everyone out there have a very happy new year, but make sure to watch Trots Vision tonight. We'll get going about 5 o'clock and go all the way through to 11. And then celebrate with the fireworks. It's been a hugely fun year doing the Friday form panel. We very much appreciate your patronage. Well done, Skeet.
2: Thanks, Bond. See you in a couple of hours.
1: Right on, Geordie. See you in a couple of hours. Au revoir.